Into the Zeitgeist, the comedic research podcast, is funded by you. Thank you. If you want to learn how to support the show, go to patreon.com slash WDM1. Welcome to Into the Zeitgeist. My name is David Waters, and I'm joined as always by my friend and colleague, Shannon, the peer-to-peer pirate, Boffman. <laughs> hey, Shannon, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you doing, David? I'm doing good. It's been a long day. Long, long day. It was a Monday. T- we're recording it on a Monday, so, um, you know, that typical 8 to 5 really kicks your butt sometimes, you know? Yeah. So... What do you do? What do you do? We're having a good time here, hanging out, recording. Nonetheless, nonetheless, thank you for watching. Um, for the <laughs> uninitiated, Into the Zeitgeist is our uh, bi-weekly comedic research podcast where we explore touchstones of the past and drag them back up to be talked about and, you know, just kind of reminisce on. I just want to say, Shannon, you look like like a rapper, uh, like holding your, you were holding Sorry. your mic like this for a minute. I was like, I oh, that's know. good. That's a good time. <laughs> you look so cool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Shannon, let's get into our opening segment, uh, Purging Our Sins. I love this segment idea. So it's, it's actually your week. So I know. And I had to think about what I was going to say. And I wasn't really sure. I don't really have a lot of sins in my life right now but then that you want to share <laughs> i will say i'm gonna go home after this probably and watch um law and order svu oh is that a guilty pleasure yeah mm. um and i'm i'm gonna watch that because i just i love mm. that show so much i never have gotten to the svu what's so special about it so I think SVU is special. Have you watched any of the Law and Orders? Here and there. Yeah. So I think SVU is special because it does the best job of like mixing half and half, like the crime and the court case. Oh, I just realized that's why I called Law and Order. Like the law and then like the orderlies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I think law and order is like a phrase, though, too. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> what's uh, Lady Justice or something? Sure. Yeah, Lady Justice is a good one. Uh, there's a Metallica song. Anyway, I'm uh, getting off topic again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, this girl I work with is very obsessed with SVU. And- what was it? It's, like, changed my whole world. Now I have someone to talk about it with, and she keeps telling me about this plot line Mm -hmm. that I don't remember. And I have been re-watching the episodes to try to find it, Mm -hmm. and I'm determined to do that tonight. And Is that the one with the guy who's, like, super bald? Yeah, Christopher Maloney. Oh. He's in a lot of other things. He is in a lot of other things. He's in a lot of movies. Yeah, he's in a lot of movies. Yeah. I think maybe it was in that Hitman movie or something like that. Which one? Hitman. Oh, maybe I didn't see that. I, I mean, I, I've seen commercials for it. And I haven't seen a lot of them, a lot of movies. So, uh, nonetheless, channel. Let's get on to today's topic of conversation. 
All right, David. Well, let me share with you what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about LimeWire. <laughs> Did you use share as a pun? Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. That's funny that and like nice. really corny, like bad at the same time. So I really appreciate it. So, David, uh-huh. um, what do we remember about LimeWire? What do you remember about it? Um, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because we, it was a big thing growing up. Like we had, uh, you know, we had just a single desktop. We didn't really have anything else. It was before phone phones came out really. And we had a windows XP Vista and, uh, just some of the files that I downloaded from LimeWire destroyed our computer. And I believe like erased some of our family's pictures um, like family pictures, like long pictures, they like digitized them because it was like computer new age. And, you know, we don't need all the, we could, we don't have to be hoarders anymore, <laughs> you know, you know, and you can save them as files, but you know, LimeWire like destroyed our computer and they got like, we didn't like back it up at the time. Like I didn't know what backing up your computer meant at the time. I was just a kid. So, um, yeah, that was a big <laughs> thing. We got in trouble as kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. What about you, Shannon? David, that's like you were a bad kid. I was not a bad kid. Yeah. Okay, okay. Shannon, Shannon, and I are tired. Talk- we we still we talked about last episode about me like burning down my childhood home. She's scarred from my story. I can tell. Like you did that, and then you destroyed the beloved family photos on the computer. I thought you were about to say the beloved Windows XP Vista. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That would have been good. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, what about you, Sean? Man, you know, pretty much the same thing. I, I hate to admit that I definitely got caught up in the in the craze and you know, definitely got some viruses on my parents' computer. Mm-hmm. Some malware. 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 Definitely, but I got a lot of free music. Right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of music. I didn't have an iPod. I had one of those um, just like typical MP3 players. Yeah. Um, it, it was like the size of maybe like an Apple Watch or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. That, that bitch was I remember filled. This. Filled. I mean, I, I guess I'm over-exaggerating that because, like, I guess I can get into it. Like, I, it wasn't music necessarily. Yes, I did like my songs. I, I'm a creature of, when it comes to music, of listening to pop songs. Uh, not pop songs, I guess, like like top top ten or top billboard ones, and then I would only pick a few. But then I I guess I was more like downloading comedy specials. Um, we talked about it in the uh, Amanda Show episode that yeah. I you know uh, Josh specifically and Drake and Josh is like a really um, it's a fabric of my humor, like that humor strand of me. And then like, it's funny that we mentioned LimeWire today because I feel like another strand with my like humor is, is, you know, those times of downloading these comedy specials. I I downloaded like some Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy's raw and uh, delirious. And I think like Richard Pryor was one of them. And 
uh, what else? Dane Cook was another one as well. And so, like, I just, I think of, like, we would, uh, I would just lay down in bed at night and, you know, I'm a night owl. So, you know, I was just staying up and I'd put in the headphones and I'd listen to a comedy special or something like that. And yeah, yeah, definitely another strand of uh, my humor. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that, that was really sweet, you know? Oh. It's like, it's so sweet, but then it's like, I don't know. Was that stealing? Like, I don't know, David. What do you think? <sighs> yeah, and that's, that's the, that's the moral. But I'm a, I'm a person of morals, definitely. And, and I think, I think when it come when the topic of limeware comes up, I'm always like, mm. yeah, it's like very instantaneous. And I was a kid, I was a little bit, I wouldn't say more rebellious, but it, it seemed like not such a big deal. Um, you know, if you're like half of your school was doing it, like it seemed, you know, okay, like they're not going to bust me, you know? Yeah. Um, and but- I think it's important to consider, and we will talk more about this, but we didn't have Spotify. Like YouTube didn't really have like playlists. Like yep. I guess there was Pandora, but even then, like, Oh, that was like infancy. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't until really two thousand. So like this was like e- like to get music and to put it on a device like unless you downloaded it, you had to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like which CDs. sounds which sounds kind of entitled, but at the same time, like I don't. We have it now. Like we have, you know, we have Spotify, we have um, iTunes, we have Amazon Music, like. Mm-hmm. We we have it now, so like there was a way to make it happen. Right. And I don't know if you know, maybe we might come to the conclusion that LimeWire paved the way for that, but I don't know, maybe it was just yeah, well, the audience demand, but we'll figure it's, it out. That's very very nuanced and I was thinking I was about to say like I, I think I only ever bought I think maybe I've owned two. One, I bought like an ACDC concert one. Uh, it was just like a live concert and I was, I was like two sided or whatever the hell. And, uh, but the other one, my uncle gave me a Shania Twain CD for Christmas one year. <laughs> and those are like the only two CDs I had. And after that point, it was LimeWire and I was just, you know, it was a whole bevy. It was rather than, I've always been, a, a, I was, I guess what I was trying to say before, I'm not one to go seek out a band and listen to a whole album i'm one to just pick and choose songs yeah pick and choose songs i'm not gonna i'm not there's exceptions to the rule obviously but you know yeah yeah definitely so kind of i I wanted to ask you this just because like man i i feel like it's really our age group that figured out how to work LimeWire, how to, like, navigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, can you maybe talk a little bit about, like, what it looked like? Because I feel like it looks so old school compared to, like, a program you'd see today. You know what I mean? Right. I, yeah, I was about to say it's, like, really bare bones now that I'm thinking back on it. It was yeah. really bare bones. I mean, it was, you know, pre 
2008, I guess, like Windows just looked really primitive. Uh, or, you know, it was right around that time. You know, the, I think that's when Windows went from being like, um, they went to XP and that's when they started like getting into iterations of computers rather. But nonetheless, like, um, I remember it being very bare bones because just the operating system demanded it. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, as far as I remember it, at least how I used it, it would just, just I would, you know, search specific songs that, you know, I've heard on the radio or, or things like that. The ones that I knew I had liked, there was those few that they weren't what I wanted them to be. Yeah. But <laughs> I was, and that's, you know, kind of, it's funny. It's like, I'm thinking about it, kind of discovery of music. It's, it was kind of, uh, roll the dice, uh, kind of, uh, not all the time. It, most of the time it was very reliable, right. but there, there was those few that you would download and be like, this is not Britney Spears, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, it was like a basic search engine and, uh, I just remember you could queue them all up at one time and like, I, we would put the, computer in sleep mode and it would download um the rest of them and you would just have to you know move those files over in the morning on the bus ride you'd listen to you know that's cool jams that's so true like it's so weird to think about it though like it makes me think back to like old computer games like almost like that pinball game you'd play on the computer like the graphics of it or whatever like that's I don't know. It was, it was like I, you said basic, I think, but that's bare bones. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very like, bare bones. But I don't know. And like you kind of had to be shown how to use it, you know? And then once you learned, like you were able to kind of pick things up on your own, like learned your own tips and tricks for like figuring it out. Right, right. Trying to avoid what you could, even though it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a, I don't know. Uh, They talk, you know, nowadays about digital literacy. Yes. I feel like, I feel like uh, LimeWire taught me some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Um, Yeah. And, you know, they, do you have to watch like those videos for your job? Like that teach you about like IT safety and, yeah yeah security Mm -hmm. safety Mm -hmm. like especially working remotely totally oh yeah like we have to watch all these videos at my work but like sometimes i just don't want to watch them or whatever compliance training (laughs) and then i can never pass the tests and so then i end up having to like watch it yeah because they get you anyways (laughs) sorry that's funny Man, LimeWire caused that though, because, but I mean, how did people even get viruses before LimeWire? <laughs> Good point. Oh, the, the phishing emails. The, like, I'm a you know, Nigerian prince. <laughs> That's I, true. Send, a, send an email to grandma or something. That's true. Or like, I don't know. What, what were those um, e cards that people would send? Just like, I remember. Like really primitive days, like we would go on MySpace or whatever, and oh god, I'm just thinking back on it. So much white space uh, hurts my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that's not where I was going with that thought, but I'll let you continue. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I just wanted to talk a little bit about how it looked and 
just take our audience back to that headspace. Um, yeah. to where we're remembering the LimeWire days. Yeah, the old days. Um, so LimeWire really came to play in 2000, was launched by Mark Gordon, who saw an opportunity for commerce and peer-to-peer networking. Um, so he launched, well, his company, Lime Group, LLC, in 2000, Mm -hmm. and then when it, like, within that company was LimeWire. Um, okay. So it was just, what did the what did the like umbrella do as a company? I think they were like in other like startup spaces, maybe. Mm, okay, okay, just kind of yeah, it kind of reminds me of like Google and Alphabet. Yeah, yeah. yeah so LimeWire is described as being a proprietary team of engineers exploring the. Sp- peer-to-peer space so when people talk about alarm wire they use a lot of words and jargon and Mm -hmm. i don't really know what it all means Mm -hmm. i think peer-to-peer is you know it's like a social network essentially yeah like you're sharing Mm -hmm. it's like uh, i don't think at that moment it was uh, actually yeah i think it was like kind of just sharing of data or not with Facebook, it's you know daily lives and pictures and shit and videos and, but with this, it was yeah. music and and or there's like and TV and shit. Is there kind of like Reddit and like 4chan or mm, like stuff like that? Or community boards or something. Yeah, so I guess that's LimeWire kind of. The Reddit's maybe that like the, their commodity is the ideas. Yeah. That's a good point. Ooh. That's so true. And I guess LimeWire maybe wanted to test the limits of that, like, to see. Definitely kind of fucking with people money. How far people would go. Exactly. But what's interesting, it's like, I don't know, it doesn't really seem like LimeWire was out to get anyone. Right. But didn't they, like, come on the coattails of Napster, though? Yes. So they came about a year after Napster, but um, Napster was different in that it only supported MP3 downloads. Um, So LimeWire allowed people not to just share music, but they could also share videos and software, Photoshop, Adobe, whatever. And LimeWire appeared about a year after the founding of Napster. And LimeWire relied on this thing, I guess, like this operating system that was called Java Virtual Machine. Um, and so any, potentially any computer could use LimeWire, whereas I guess you had to have a particular type of computer to use Napster, mm-hmm. which makes sense to me because I feel like I tried to use Napster as a kid and it never worked for me. Did you ever have Napster? No, no, I was never part of it. I, I didn't even really realize what it, what it was until, you know, you know, probably wasn't when I was in college, just fucking around. I'm still not even sure if I understood the logistics of Napster, which is something that, like, even though I guess it's questionable mm-hmm. using LimeWire, but sure. it was 
relatively like accessible like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was as simple as i feel like it's as simple as you know downloading an app on your phone nowadays and true you know, even, even back then it was like you, you went and downloaded i don't know we had i, I don't even want to say it was like a storefront or anything but you would just type it in like because google was a thing at that point and you just type it in and you know it'd take you to the download page and limeware was like one of the first ones and yeah you just download the program like it was another one on your computer and i think at that point we I think that like I had somewhat of a concept of digital literacy. So I was like, Oh, I can download a program. Uh, I don't know what it means, but I can download one. And LimeWire is one of them. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how it was for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we necessarily understood how it operated. And definitely not. We just kind of accepted it for what it was. And, um, you know, LimeWire was really smart. Like, uh, so Mark Gordon, he really picked up like the foundations, the mantle that Napster created, mm-hmm. and then turned it into turned it into LimeWire, made it bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like expanding file sizes, or excuse me, not file sizes, but file types. Yeah, like I'm sure just like exploded it. Like even I, I, I never fucked around with the uh, movies. Like I think I dabbled a few times, but they would just take like days to download, um, and I would just never mess. It was always music or this comedy audio of the comedy special. Yeah, I'm wondering if like maybe a part of that was just kind of being conscientious, conscientious, conscientious mm-hmm. of you know. You weren't sure about LimeWire, but you knew that, like, malware and viruses existed. And it's like, you could kind of test test the limits. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, I might might be deleting some family photos here soon. Yeah. (laughs) By accident. It's also like, do you want to be like, oh, yeah, like, I downloaded this song. Or like, oh, yeah, like, that happened because I downloaded this movie. Like, what's mom going to be more Mm -hmm. mad about? Like, I could see, I could see some. I don't know. Some mishaps happening with some file names. Yeah, because I think when you typed it in, it gave you everything. And you could, I think in later versions, you could filter it out. But at first, you had to to go through and like look at the the file types and the sizes of them and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Thinking about it now, I was like, I would scroll for hours trying to find some things like. It's like going to the second page of Google Week. You don't want to do that, but I had to forcefully. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best metaphor. So that is so true. Like, so I don't know. Whoever is young and hears this, just if you've ever had to go to the second page of Google, that Mm was using quite yeah, it's quite the quite the same feeling. That yeah, ding. Something. Good job, David. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head there. All right. Yeah. Um, man. So yeah, so so because it had um, you know, it was so accessible. At one point at its peak, LimeWire was responsible for 80% of all illegally downloaded music in the United States. 80% of that. That is a lot. Um, uh, it makes me wonder 
I don't know. Like, where's the other 20% coming from? I guess people were, like, copying CDs, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I I think that's, as far as I understood it, that's how people did it. They would just buy, they would get these CDs or whatever and, like, put them on their computer, rip them, and then put them on to LimeWire on the, the, you know, client client app, client program or whatever, and uh, then just kind of change the file name a little bit yeah um, and then you know kind of get away with it i guess that's or at least that's how i understood it whenever i was younger yeah what i'm saying too is like so then they could also like put that music onto like blank discs and sell those discs mm-hmm. to people too sure did that yeah mm-hmm. like they used to i remember i went to a flea market one time and I saw this, I, you know, I didn't put it in here, but I went to a flea market one time and I just saw this guy with like stacks of video games with just the name of the video game written on the blank oh, disc or whatever. That's and sketchy. I bought a few. Nice. Did yeah. they work? Yeah. They were great. Yeah. And they were video games? Mm-hmm. Sure. Wait, sure when was that? I can't remember. I can't remember. Oh, are you saying where was that? When? Uh, like, how long ago? It was probably probably middle school. Middle school? Yeah. Probably around. It just seems crazy. Like, I didn't know you could burn video games. Oh, like computer video games? No, no. Actual, actual, like, um, shit. Like, Xbox branded, PlayStation branded games. Oh, you could play it. I didn't know. You could yeah, burn yeah. that stuff back mm-hmm. then. I didn't even know you could do that now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. That's cr- that's why. I mean, now it's like all files with like Steam and stuff, so it's easier. But, yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't fuck with that. Just, <laughs> sure. I want to like. I like video games, so like I want to pay for you know. Yeah. To support them, so yeah. Yeah, I got you. But so I and I think too like uh, all of these problems like. That's like, hypocritical. I want to. I want to pause because that's hypocritical of me. Like I like the video games and then the music. Like I like music too. And then I'm fucking like going to LimeWire and stealing. But I all think that. like when you think about there's, I would think there's a lot more songs than there are like video games and even oh, movies. So definitely. And so here's the thing. So iPods were created as like a solution to like hold all your music in one spot. Mm. But iPods are created and they can hold over 40,000 songs. Like, who already has 40,000 songs in their music repertoire? Like, that seems unrealistic. It seems to, like, set an expectation. Like, sure, you know, you're going to buy more music, but are you ever going to actually get, like, 40,000 songs? Like, that seems wild to me. And That's a good point. You know, it's like, okay, so then LimeWire is created as a solution to that. And then we really get to the heart of the problem, which is that people just want music when they want it. So if you can create the thing that supports artists and, you know, all that, you know, artists represent all that, their band, blah, blah, blah. Um so then you get Spotify that that does that and you know sure there's ads and you could pay for it but it, like I don't know it just seems wild to me that it took these things to get to that like it just seems wild to me like that mm-hmm. it took that long I, 
I feel like I need to mention it, but we we watched a, a video before. It's a great video. I think uh, I'll link it in the in the show notes or whatever. But it's it's a great video because it brings up a lot of interesting things in that regard. I but please go, please go watch it. But um, you know, hell no. Like if you're you're saying forty thousand songs, like I remember the I remember the price tag on like if you're buying a single song, it was like a dollar, two dollars, depending on how popular it was. Yeah, and then you know you would get a discount on buying the you know album itself. But I'm not gonna fuck no. If I'm gonna pay like forty thousand dollars like a year's salary, like <laughs> you yeah, know, for, that's a lower wage, uh, you know. But like still, you know, I'm not gonna spend that on music. So like, is it is it? Uh, there's that battle with my morals. Uh, you know, is it? Do I want more music or do I want more money? You know, and it's um, th- not- that played. I mean, that played into it, and then and then the morals of just like. It being illegal as well. But it's, and it's not like, too, like, it's not like at, at the time when LimeWire was at its peak, mm-hmm. like, phones didn't have like YouTube on them. You couldn't right. just get in your car and play whatever song you wanted, even if you were going to listen to an ad or whatever. Like, you couldn't even do that. Like, that wasn't even an option. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you could connect your iPod to your car or whatever right. with all sorts of different. Like that aux cord or whatever, but. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it was almost like a setup for something like LimeWire to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder, like, why, why they put so much storage space in iPods like that. Yeah. Like, I remember the later generations when they had, like, you could put, like, movies and yes. stuff on it. Yes. But, you know. Yeah, it's odd. It's odd. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, kind of along those lines, like we're saying, like, you know, people wanted that (laughs) as many songs as they could have and get onto their iPods. Um, In 2005, LimeWire had about 1.7 million users. At the time, that was around the same amount of users iTunes had, which is just funny because it's like... Even then, I'd love to see, like, the comparisons between how many songs people got from iTunes and how many they got from LimeWire. And, I don't know, just the fact that they were trying to charge per song. I don't know. I just, I do feel like there's something. You know, I see a parallel. Hmm. I see a parallel with, you mentioned Spotify just a second ago, but I'm thinking about Spotify. I know. Just a few select people who, uh, most of the people I know just do Spotify and get the subscription and, you know, go along with or be on a plan with somebody or whatever. But I see a parallel with that and, like, I think it's Apple Music, right? Uh, where you, like, you're still buying the songs. You can buy the songs individually or the albums or whatever. It makes me yeah. think of that. But then I'm thinking back on LimeWire days when it was um, being, you know, it's LimeWire or, you know, it's funny to say, yeah, back to like the, the Apple. It actually was Apple. So like, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's a, it's a weird parallel. I just kind of pulled, but it's like they created their own problem and then it, it took them forever. Like LimeWire kind of showed them how to fix it, but then they still took forever uh, to get to that Apple point. Apple did not learn. Oh my goodness, did they not learn? 
I mean, they're doing the same thing. I mean, I mean, I think they do have a subscription model. Yeah, they have a subscription model. Like at least, at least, I think when Spotify was still in its infancy, wasn't like Apple Apple Music didn't do that. It took so long. Like, I just it doesn't it doesn't even make any sense to me. Like. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I think that I think maybe that that comes in with like influence from record companies and and stuff like that. Like they want them to, you know. I think you get more bang for your buck. You get the <laughs> you get the most bang for your buck if people actually, in Limeware's case, pay for the songs at, at Apple Music or you know whatever the iTunes Store. I think it was, um, and then comparatively with today, um, they want it, it's. It costs more to they get more money from buying full albums and single songs rather than doing a subscription thing with Spotify. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess it it really just depends on what the motivations are and what their end goals are. I guess when it comes down to it, but I think. Man, you got to be fair to your audience and what they want to an extent, you know? Mm-hmm. And if people, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just think, you know, you know when you're doing some, you're like swindling someone, you know? You're mm-hmm. taking advantage of people right. because you know that they're going to buy Beyonce's latest album or whatever. Like, right, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just—it's weird back and forth, like with with Limeware. I just see these. It's just a duality. Like I see, I see that with I, I've seen that in all the episodes we've done so far. It's like there's just this weird duality of the past, and then we're comparing it with the future, and you know. You know, that's one thing in history that's always like, you know, pushed into our brains. It's like, you know, learn from history and it just, it, I'm, we're doing this and I'm just seeing, especially in Apple's case in this, you know, in Limeware, you know, this episode. Yeah, Apple didn't necessarily. Well, I don't know. Yeah, sorry. I kind of went on ran off, off the side of it, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, kind of thinking back, um, still thinking back in 2006, LimeWire had 4 million active users a day. Um, and it was on its way to being downloaded 200 million times. The company was extremely profitable. And a small percentage of the users were, like, paying for LimeWire. I don't really know how they got roped into that, but that's how they were making that money. (laughs) Um, According to the New York Times, LimeWire's revenue in 2006 was $20 million, which I think that was in, I mean, in 2006, that was even more, I feel like, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, totally. Every year it's gotten worse, inflation. So, but my gosh, yeah, still at the time, that's, that's, it's crazy to think because uh, we were talking about it before the podcast started, but it was like, it's just the rage that LimeWire had. Everybody knew about it. And I feel like everybody was using it, at least in our age group, the surrounding age groups. Yeah. That, you know, we had. And, Definitely. Um, so that, I mean, that's a big portion of, you know, 
we're after the baby boomer. It had populations of, you know, obviously a continuing growth exponentially, but yeah, they kind of caught all of our attention at one time. And I feel that's, you know, the end of that, you know, so then go or not the end goal, but you know, money. You know, I was going to ask you, but I forgot. Do you like remember how you learned or who showed you LimeWire? No, no. I, I probably, probably talking to people at school. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember, everybody was getting iPods and just, Oh, you have songs on yours? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have any. <laughs> like, what? I remember my friend in high school, she showed it to me mm-hmm. for the first time. I was at her house one day. Yeah. And she pulled it up and showed me how to use it. And then I, like, went home and downloaded it on my mom's computer. Nice. And that nice. was the day it all started. Oh, it started. Was it a, a cascading effect after that? Cascading effect. And. You know, what's funny, too, is around that time, that was probably around 2009, which was when LimeWire released a new version that allowed users to share files um, with their Facebook friends. They could download files faster using a BitTorrent, and they could seed files back into the BitTorrent network. Mm, I see. I don't really know what that means. I, you know, I don't, um, I never did the thing with the Facebook integration with it, but what I do remember is that the, cause LimeWire looked one way and then they got an update. Yeah. And it looked different and it was more sleek. There was less white space. I that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so. Yeah, I feel like I never used it, but I, I think when it started going on Facebook, is when like a lot more people like started to know about it and be like, oh, this was LimeWire. It's, it seems like that was the point when there were like a lot of news stories about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really started getting exposed. Some sensational yeah, news some hours, news. you know. Yeah. Some old people got some entertainment, <laughs> you know, public, you know, PSA. Watch out for LimeWire. I mean, for real, we are in the super great video David referenced earlier that should be posted in the notes. Um, They make that joke about that commercial that we all saw as kids before movies where it would be like, you wouldn't download a car. (laughs) Like... Yeah, we would. Yeah, actually. yeah, we'll download uh, a car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's that simple, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I just pop online wire, download a car. It just, I don't know. It's it's funny those like kinds of arguments that are made against it because I don't know. It, it's like if it it all comes back to like if it weren't for that, we wouldn't have you know Spotify. I don't think Pandora would be where it's at. I don't. You know, YouTube probably wouldn't even be where it's at mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it was like they needed to figure yeah. this out. Without- I think of iHeartRadio as well. Like radio changed. Yeah. Like you had to be more instant than, I mean, you can't get too more instant than hopping in your car and having the radio be on. But True. You know, when you wanted it. True. 
But so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's something you have to reckon with when you think about it. The Recording Industry Association of America came at LimeWire with a $75 trillion claim in damages over copyright settlements. Uh, that, make, that makes my heart hurt. Did you say trillion? Trillion. Oh, $75 trillion. That's, I don't even think, I think the guy said in the video, I don't think there's that much money in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there is, but like, like seriously, that is a lot of money. It is a lot of money, and it's like very obviously almost like showboating. Like they're like, we're gonna get seventy five trillion. Like this is what making we're holding. A, like making an example. Yeah, making an example. And of that, and and these guys, they kind of stand their ground. They're like, we we didn't want to be made an example of. Like. It's like the real issue at the end of the day is like, why is this a $75 trillion claim? Like, like again, in this video, it talks about like these lawyers are making money, but nobody else, the music industry is not winning here. Mm -hmm. People who want to listen to music aren't winning. Like nobody's winning. Right. Right. And it, it just, it's like, iPods created LimeWire, created this new problem that was in the middle of trying to be figured out, but like nobody was really sure how to do that at the time. Right. That's whenever they got like the, what was it, the takedown notice or whatever it's called, and like they had to cease. I remember, I remember um, like when that happened and just being, it felt like a dry spell. <laughs> Just like for, I think it was like half a year or something like that before something came in and, I mean, something of sustenance came in and re like replaced it. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. What were Pandora, like you said Pandora earlier. Like I think, Pan I remember listening to Pandora. Like uh, that was right around that same time I started working in 2009 because I was working, I th think I got my job in my sophomore year of high school, and I graduated in 2012. I was listening to Pandora the whole time I was at working my job as a dishwasher. And so I think that was right around, you know, after that great period, that's, you know, or something that caught on, like Pandora, you know. It was more random, but at least it was something, you know. Yeah, and I think another big thing that happened, too, was, you know, phones started to get internet access, like wherever you were, you could put music on your phone and just like have the pandora app or right. whatever app mm -hmm. and listen to music that way like you didn't have to like i don't know you didn't have to transport it anywhere else it could just all be all right there on your phone you know right. you don't have to download it at all it's exactly very, very instant exactly i think that that also i think maybe that's why pandora was became so popular it wasn't necessarily like you could i think it, uh with pandora its success was in the the, the algorithm that it used whenever yeah. you went to certain stations it kind of learned what you liked what you, you liked. would you know up or down vote whatever yeah. song and that was very it, cool. it, at a certain point like whenever i was I think leaving high school and I, I got to a point with Pandora cause you would sequentially, I like a lot of songs and then yeah. it just sequentially gave me more shit yeah. <laughs> that I didn't want to listen to. And it's like, shit, I like what I like. And that just reinforces my, you know, album versus single hit. And then that argument. was kind of a limitation of Pandora too, is like you can only download like five times. And so then you're like, Oh, 
Ugh. Right, and skip on to the next song. Yeah, yeah. And, or you had to pay or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is fair. Like, sure. sure. Like, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, I don't know. It's still not what it, the feeling that you got from LimeWire. Exactly. And, and, uh, that's what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if anything will ever come quite, quite close to it. Um. So, I mean, a lot of record companies were involved um, in this lawsuit with them. But at this point, record sales had decreased around 31%. And again, I think that comes back to what we were just talking about. I don't think that's like LimeWire is solely accountable for that. I think, you know, just different ways to access music. Yeah, I think maybe it was uh, the guy mentions in that video, but maybe a little bit of... um or maybe in my own research, I read it was a little bit more, because um, that's kind of what Apple. It would kind of represent the demand and anybody who was like pro copyright or you know anti piracy would. I don't know, have like a revenge or like a like a, a some type of complex and be like, ah, fuck you, I'm just not going to use your stuff because you're a bad person, you know? Yeah. You're a bad company, you have bad morals. Like, I just, you know, you took my stuff away, you know, I don't want to fuck with you, you know? So, it may, I'm sure that's part of it, but not the whole, not the whole case. I, I would be, I, during that time, I was just one like, I don't fucking buy CDs, so like, I'm not going to go buy CDs now again, so... Yeah, I mean, I think that that is another side to this, right? Like, we lived in a small town. Like, the closest place to buy CDs was, like, 30 minutes away. Like, the lime wire can be right there on your computer. I mean, I don't know. I just... And that's, you know, what what allowed Pandora to slip in. Yeah. And it all circles back to that original problem of, like... Is our our record companies like meeting people where they're at? Like, I don't know. I think that li- they should have seen LimeWire coming from a mile away mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had a plan. Because I don't know, this wasn't unexpected, and they should have recognized that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we said it before. Yeah, definitely. You said there was a lot of companies, right? Like, how many? Like, um. I think there was like I'm not sure hand, like, like two handfuls or something like that. Yeah, I want to say there were like 12. Um, but there were like three main ones. Oh, I, see. I believe. Big record labels, the ones we I'm sure. Is it, is it MGM? MGM is one of them. Right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It's a lot of dough to those are those are the big the big bullies and they're gonna request a lot. Yeah, we'll talk about like individual, like individuals being prosecuted later. But even you know, with LimeWire directly, like that's that's a still chunk of change, seven five million dollars. Like, of course, you're gonna have to shutter the company if like you get hit with that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, after the litigation, LimeWire they ultimately settled out of court in 2010. For $105 million to 13 different record labels. But I think at one point, like, more labels were involved. Like, just because so many different artists Tan- were affected. Yeah, tangentially, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the tendrils touched everyone. It makes me think of... 
South Park episode. Have you ever seen that one where they start a band and they don't know how what direction to go in with it? Like they don't know if they want to be a rock band or like a jazz band or whatever. And Kyle goes to his mom and dad asking for money to go buy CDs, and it's like nah. And then Kenny shows them Lime or not like an equivalent of LimeWire. He's like, you just download music from the internet, <laughs> and then like the cops like bust in through the windows and like take him down to the police station and stuff like that. I remember that one because it's one of my favorites because the other that's the A plot. The B plot is Cartman making a Christian rock band. Oh my god. I remember that. Yeah, okay, yeah. yes. That mm-hmm. is hilarious. And like Metallica comes in and like decides to or well, okay, so like they get, you know, <laughs> the at the police station they just like oh, look at all these poor artists like they can't afford their Jet, oh yeah, Jet version seven yes. when she could have had a Jet version eight or you know that was just, just you know <laughs> for example's sake, but yeah, it was funny and they all come like protest with them because they were like we want to get paid <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, that was a great episode. Uh-huh. Makes me think of it and actually like in relation to like all this I mentioned just a second ago like the not the revenge but kind of have like uh, a I don't know. You hate people. I, I'm trying. I can't find the word at the moment, but you just don't like the person because they like burned you or whatever. It, it, there's actually this thing I was doing my own research, and I saw this thing called Operation Payback. It was a, a coordinated, uh, decentralized group of it's distributed a denial of service attacks, a DDoS attack. Have you ever heard of that? I haven't. So, uh, with that, it basically, I don't want to say hackers because I'm sure. That, Somebody can simply do it, but it, it kind of like jam packs, like say I wanted to fuck with target, uh, target.com and like take their website down. Like I would, I would initiate this, uh, DDoS attack, this distributed, um, whatever, and just kind of pack it. So where it's like so many users, it's kind of like whenever people, buy concert tickets and it's like a really like good band there's like really you know trending and everybody goes to this single website to yeah uh, get it and and the website crashes it's right. the same thing but with domains like just you can pick and choose oh. um, a domain and whenever this like stuff was going on these torrent sites were getting uh, these ddos attacks in retaliation, they like started going after law firms and anti-piracy and pro copyright companies who anybody who is like affiliated with them and they would do these DDoS attacks to their websites. And so people can go to their web pages and, you know, obviously generate business leads and stuff. So it really fucks with them. That's isn't that wild? wild. Isn't that wild? That happen- it happens in in um like was at least in the video game space, we hear about it a lot. Like, I hear about those. But uh, that's, people. like, is that part of why, like, sometimes you hear about, like, the pirate bay going down and then it comes back up? Um, I I don't know. I'm not as well-versed in that. Oh, okay. I think the Silk Road would be a good a good episode for us. Hmm. You, what Does do you it not exist anymore? Well, Silk Road, Pirate Bay, shit like that. Yeah. Well, torrent site. I mean, Pirate Bay is a torrent site, so that's kind of in relation to what we're talking about. But yeah. Um, but I was about to say that these, like, I don't know, internet activists, uh, they went under the anonymous marker 
and I, I remember in my research, I saw this poster, of, you know, that anonymous one where it's like the question mark and it's like a white head and yeah. a black question mark. It had like, a, like an iPod and it was like some slogan about <laughs> fucking it, Apple or something. I don't know. They were just, they were pissed. They were pissed. And so they, they took on that. I, I don't, like I said, it was decentralized. So, you know, anonymous, that's like, that's their stick. That's definitely decentralized. And so doing these t- attacks to him, it was kind of like in retaliation to it. Yeah. They actually hit, uh, you mentioned the uh, Recording Industry Association of America. They did, they did a uh, DDoS attack on theirs as well. They also did, um, what was it? The Motion, Motion Picture Association of America. The International Federation of Phonographic Industry. It's just, you know, <laughs> whenever I first read it, I thought I read it as pornographic industry. I was like, huh. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's phonographic. It's just, you know, audio or whatever. Uh, but then, yeah, hit the, hit the, the RIA. Um, it's, it, yeah, they were mad. It, it's, it's funny. Like I said, I was trying to get to this point. Right? It's funny that these uh, pro piracy, like Robin Hoods, uh, just wanted, you know, to, to fuck these companies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it reminds me of, have you watched, uh, I think it's called Mr. Robot. I have not. I heard it's great. Yeah. So, like, if I remember correctly, this guy kind of at the beginning, he like wipes out people's debt. Like, he just like clears out people's debt. Oh, nice. And so, uh, yeah. So, like, people are really happy. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, I don't know. And the world goes on. You know, it, it's like uh, so. Pe- so, some people download music, but like, right. who is suffering like uh, i don't know like yeah and it brings it up in that south park episode like oh my god you're gonna have ten thousand dollars less than your a hundred two hundred thousand exactly. dollar yearly salary like like okay like, it's so sticky because i mean because sure. that's classicism that's that's classicism and, yeah and, i mean I, I didn't write this down but i just it came to mind like it's definitely a classicism thing if you want to drill down to you know a primal argument yeah i mean you're you're not wrong and it's like what does that say about the music industry and sure. people who are charging a certain amount for their music uh it just kind of reinforces that class system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was going to ask you, Shannon, uh, in your research, did you hear anything about this? I was, I was curious, and I really didn't understand it. And maybe, maybe you saw something I didn't. But this in- inductment rule—I think that's what it was inducement rule. Inducement rule. Have, did you read anything about this? Um, I don't recall. But so, does that have to do with like infringement? Yeah, so it was like it was like an argument made in in the courts. I, I can't remember the exact court case right off the top of my head. I think you put it in here somewhere. But mm-hmm. it allowed it was an argument that judges used to basically the distributor of the software was liable as well as the individual who was able to go and pirate on those so let me let me me rephrase that i get what you're saying the companies are liable or the companies that give out this software these torrent websites like limewire they are liable as well as you know us the people who do that uh download and i'm sure we'll we'll get into a few cases here in a second but 
it gives them the allowance to prosecute those people. It means that those they're holding them both, liable. Yeah, but each one is liable. But it it comes like I'm thinking of it, and it's like a company going after the company. Oh, like a class action, or kind of, kind of a little bit. But it it allowed these big corporations to sue these individuals for like insane amounts of money. I feel like we should segue into it. It'll. It'll save like I think one was like sixty five thousand or yeah six hundred. Oh, I don't I don't even remember. It boggles my mind. Look, Joe Tenenbaum. So he was a Boston University graduate student, and he was found using LimeWire, and he was fined six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That makes me stress. That makes me stress. I think he was like talk. Uh, there's like an interview where he talks about how stressed out he was and like, really? what was he going to do? And that breaks my heart too. Like it makes me uh, like, I don't know. People should recognize like how much stress that's going to cause someone. And it's like at the end of the day, is it worth putting that on someone? Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know. Cause you lost out on. You're already, you know, multi-thousand dollar company or whatever, like. Yeah, yeah. It reeks of, like, I was, I think I read it into that story and said that the, you said Joe Tenenbaum. Mm-hmm. He downloaded, like, 30 songs and, uh, you know, with that inducement rule that I was just mentioning. What? No. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, it's ridiculous. Oh, like, okay. I see. I was like, no, only I'm wrong. 30 songs. Yeah, he downloaded like, 30 songs, and it, that with that inducement rule, it allowed these record companies to sue these individuals for, so with, you know, each incident, 30 songs, that's 30 incidents, for each incident from 70, uh, $750 to almost 30 grand. 30 grand each. Like thirty times, you know, three hundred thousand, or excuse me, thirty thousand. That's that's a lot of money. It's nine hundred thousand. I want to see where they're getting those numbers. Like, I, I don't, don't even know. know where they're pulling them from. And to expect this graduate student to be able to get give that to you, like, right? That's, it's kind of like it's. I think we, I said it earlier. It's like. We're gonna make an example of you. Yeah. And oh sure did. They they fucked some people's lives up. Yeah. There was a twelve year old, I read a story about a twelve year old who was caught using it. I think mm-hmm. she downloaded songs. I don't know if she gave them to people. She might have, but she uh, had to pay two thousand dollars. Which like at that point you knew that's not that twelve year old paying that two thousand dollars. That's her parents. Yeah, yeah. Like that made me mad. Like at that point, like I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really it's can't. yeah, it reeks of that classicism argument. Ooh, yeah, sure does. Uh, but hey, you know, I feel like it was it. it it's more. It kind of reminds me of that fucking GameStop, or or you know, that GameStop stock thing that happened. It reeks of that classicism when those hedge fund managers were yeah. getting fucking pissed off because this reddit page was taking advantage of the stock the stock market or whatever it, 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 i see that parallel there uh, yeah um, i see that too but you know 
it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting how much money they're asking. I don't even know what metrics they were using to even come up with. Like, were you really like are you you're gonna sue the? It's like it sounds like they're like taking out like a million people's punishment on a single person with if we're, we're like talking money wise. Yeah, uh, and it's it just to make like we said like make an example of them, and it's it's. It's fucking awful. Actually, David, I was going to see because, you know, like not all artists were necessarily like super anti LimeWire. Are you ready for Conspiracy Corner? Sure. Oh, oh yeah, conspiracy. I feel like in every episode we have the conspiracy corner. We uh, we or have cons- a conspiracy, some conspiracy theory and I feel like it's just become a thing now. Every episode, and this is our conspiracy corner today. Send me down. What you got? Um. So, do you remember Soulja Boy? Crank it. Uh, yeah, Superman. Yeah. Oh, we watch me. Woo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Um. Hate dancing. So, <laughs> Soldier Boy, he he has a few interviews where he talks about this. I think it's hilarious and awesome. Mm-hmm. So he. Uploads his song Cranked Up, the one we were just streaming out to. Yeah, the Superman. Yeah. Um, to LimeWire, but he puts it under like different artists' names. Like I think in the video we watched earlier, he mentions Britney Spears. Um, and another one he talks about using Rihanna's song Umbrella or even a yeah. Fallout Boy song. Oh, thanks for the memories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he. Uh-huh. He titles his songs under these names. And since you're using LimeWire, like, you're just looking, you know, for umbrella.mp3. Like, if you find it, you're going to download it if it looks like it's the right file size. And so, yeah. And so he's like, so then people start listening to Crank That. And by the time they realize it's like not the song that they wanted they realize that they still like his song you know and that's kind of how he takes off he yeah i was just about to say like i i I like kind of went to my own headspace there because like i remember i felt like that soldier boy came out like nowhere nowhere. yeah and it's funny thinking back on it i remember when some dude i remember when i first heard it i was like at some like youth group thing, which still was forced <laughs> to go to like you know church, and I remember this like kid like doing the dance. I was like, "What is this song?" What and is then, that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I mentioned I just you know in passing mentioned it earlier, but there was there was those times when you would you know download a song and it would be a completely different song, you know? Yes, uh, it's funny that like. Soldier Boy. I think, I think that's the problem with, I don't, I don't think we brought it up, but I definitely want to make it a point. Like those download speeds were awful, awful. So like whenever you would yeah. download these songs and, um, you would wait, I would typically like do it at night, queue it up, wake up in the morning and then it'd be typical. Some would be ready and some wouldn't. Yeah. I, it was just funny to me, like how a Soldier Boy, like, I don't know. He manipulated the system and got mm-hmm. away sure with did. it. And, sure you know, used it to his advantage. And, and, you know, it's, I don't know. It's like in his case, you know, that helped him get more money. Like he never would have 
gotten there or I don't know. I mean, maybe he would have gotten there eventually, but you know, this definitely launched it mm -hmm. sooner than. Oh, now I was, I remember where I was going. You would wait, you know, these, if you weren't like me, you would wait these God long hours. And if you didn't get thanks for the memories by fallout boy and you just got soldier boy yeah, and it slaps <laughs> the first, you know, minute or so like you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're gonna stick with it. Yeah, you're gonna stick with it, and then that you know proliferates from there. You tell your friends, and you know word of mouth, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really true. And I think you know, in that way, and on that note, like that really is how LimeWire. You know, we've already talked about Pandora and Spotify, but you know, really all kind of instant access to media, including TV, so Netflix, Hulu. Amazon, you know, all of that, you know, we all have access to that now with a click of the button. Sure, you have to have a subscription. Right. But once you have that, it's not like you're paying episode per episode. Like, I guess you can still do that on iTunes. I don't know anybody who does that. But I think it just kind of goes to show that, you know, media needed to shift, you know, their expectations and their targets and, you know, with that, understand that they are kind of um, dismantling that class structure that the music industry kind of originated in, in the sure. movie industry. And movie, I'm sure yeah, each, in the each industry. industry has their own, you know, problems. But, you know, trying to make people pay for individual things like right. it's like, like a compromise and yeah like blockbuster sort of wouldn't even fly today like mm -hmm. i have to rent these three that's movies a good, that's, a, and that's a great example with the with the blockbuster and the netflix that's kind of the same dig with the you know the movies yeah and and just i think with it too so there's so much more content these days that it's almost like we as an audience can get away with having the expectations that, you know, if a show can be put on Hulu or Netflix, like, then it should be, you know, we shouldn't have to have cable or a satellite or whatever to. Right. Yeah. It makes me think of like the, like, I don't I don't know where this term came from, but the open music model that like a lot of you know the companies use, like uh, we mentioned it briefly, like you know now Apple Music has a subscription um, right. for music. I'm not I don't know the details of it because I'm not that I, I'm a Spotify guy, but nonetheless, it's um, everybody's taken to it. it yeah. It's funny that it took them this long to to kind of hop on board, but that's kind of how, you know, we take for granted um, how instantaneously that we can look up songs on like Spotify and like videos on YouTube and software and yeah. you know, Steam or whatever the whatever the hell. Uh, but, and, and you know, even from our phones, even from our phones. So true. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, we could listen to whatever we wanted right now and play it and then play the very next thing we wanted to listen to. But that wasn't always the case. Like, because even the songs weren't always uploaded on YouTube. Like, it just wasn't always the case. And you we know what I used to do whenever, I think maybe it was whenever Spotify, or excuse me, not Spotify, when Lamar ceased. 
um, I would go to YouTube and I would do. I think that's when the YouTube to MP4 converter. Oh my became god, a yes. big thing. And I would do that. I would do that for the songs, and I'd just be like, "Fuck it, like this works for me." Yeah, no, I loved that thing. That thing was a game changer. Definitely. Uh, yeah, big game changer. That one. I think I might even have songs on my phone from that. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, that's just a really great point. And I don't know. I just, it just goes to show you. Goes to show you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and try and wrap it up here. I kind of want to get into the takeaways because it kind of relates. <sighs> or not relates, but it kind of makes me, it just makes me think like I'm such a, not a, not a hypocrite, you know, everybody. I feel like in this situation, some people, are, I'm a hypocrite in this situation, you know, with the, the video game situation I mentioned it earlier, but you know, I, in the end, I don't really look fondly on the days of LimeWire. I, I'm a very moral person and like I hate yeah. doing anything illegal. It sucks to think that those, I think about those individuals who've got fucking hit with those like six figure fucking lawsuits and them destroying their lives. Cause that could have been me. That could have been me easily, easily. Like they could have just picked some, you know, random boy from North Texas and, and sued his ass and his parents' ass and just like destroy our lives. And yeah. I think that's really what I take away from it. So um, I'm glad uh, they mentioned it, you know, they mentioned that video, which we'll definitely link. And I really want y'all to go to watch it. You know, I can't remember who it's by. Do you know who that's by? Good weird YouTube name. It's, uh, <laughs> nowadays it's so instantaneous and it's, it, it, it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. I just kind of, it's making me scatterbrain because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about so many different, like, oh, your life's fucked up and you got to deal with that. And it could have been me. And, and, yeah. you know, like, and people it's like would, that guilt complex, you know? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's making me, making me think. Well, and people would, and cause we didn't talk about this earlier, but people would upload like dangerous stuff and nasty stuff and stuff that you didn't want to have on your computer and it, it, if you I think particularly like with movies and stuff like that was where you saw more of that happen um but I mean like one wrong click and you know that is someone's livelihood and so do I think maybe LimeWire had a responsibility to protect people from that kind of yes mm -hmm. but at the same time throughout our discussion here like talking to you really even made me see like what I think I have been grappling with. Like, cause something did not sit right with me with the amount of money these rugger companies were coming for. Like Definitely. that just like did not sit right with me. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, like music is art and it should be appreciated and valued and people should be com compensated for it. People I would want to be compensated, be compensated for the, you know, podcast. If, you know, people were just gonna, I don't know. Like I, I, I give it out for free anyway, so it's a bad example. But you know, I'd hate for anybody to you know, take something that I was going to you know intentionally make a profit for only and just rip it, rip it off and. So it's 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 weird because I see both sides of the argument. Because I would also say the people being compensated for it shouldn't 
feel entitled or have like outrageous expectations, you know, like they need to meet, you know, their target audience or I don't even know if it should just be their target audience, but just, you know, like, I don't know. Was it earlier you said the bare bones of LimeWire is like what it looked like? Oh, yeah, it was like really bare, you know, like (laughs) a lot of white space, you know. (laughs) Like, let's do the bare bones of this, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess we're kind of getting some dire, but I kind of want to think of like, you know, a positive with it. It's you mentioned with, you know, these, uh, unfortunately, these harmful uh, files again, it's, we watched it. It's mentioned in that video some uh, like child porn. You would accidentally, you know, download some child porn. Um, I, like I think I, I tangentially heard of like somebody in my life who like had that happen, and um, it really allowed me, at least, you know, obviously not at first because I was essentially being trained in LimeWire. But you get that digital literacy. You look at the file types. You look at like the size of them, and like just be a little bit more careful in what you're choosing to download because it could be the case that it was for me when I was younger. You could down, download some malware accidentally and like ruin your family's computer and lose all your photos. So uh, I'm glad that I have you know, now working on a computer eight to five. I've definitely, you know, yeah, exponentially grown in my digital literacy, but I feel like that was a nice infancy step and it was, uh, it allowed me to, be a little bit more detail oriented, I guess. So, yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, definitely like not just clicking on things willy nilly, like phishing, phishing emails. Yes. You you have a sense of awareness and even like, I think on certain websites and stuff, you can be like, Oh, they're trying to con me, you know, like you can tell when something's fake, like, yeah, definitely. I definitely think, you know, our starting point with that came from LimeWire and, you can be grateful to it for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Shannon, do you have anything else you want to bring up? I feel yeah. like maybe we missed something, but I might be wrong. I don't think we really missed anything. Um, but I know. I, I do want to, I don't know. I just hope it's clear. Like, I'm not really sure, you know, at the end of the day where I stand when it comes to LimeWare. I think the impact was meaningful and, you know... Sure. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's like you, you can see both sides of the argument. Yeah. It's like you want to be paid for what you do or do you want stuff for free? You know, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's a more nuanced argument than that, but it's, you know, uh, if we drill down, yeah. It's the guy in the video. He says, whether you love it or hate it, you're sh- you, you'll sure as hell remember it. Oh, right. oh, that was such a corny line, too. <laughs> it did stick, though. <laughs> it did stick. It yeah. stuck, so I stole it. Nice. Sorry, nice, guy yeah. from video. Gotcha. Referenced. <laughs> I was about to say work cited. <laughs> work cited. I love it. Oh, my goodness. That's a good. That's a good. That was <laughs> our verbal work cited. I'm having, I'm having trouble trying to find the vocab now it should be more natural than this so uh shannon as we wrap up here i i just want to remind everyone to join our facebook page and uh, just simply search into the zeitgeist you'll you'll find us and follow us on instagram as well uh at instagram.com slash into the zeitgeist so shannon i'm re- i'm ready to on that note, i i think i'm hungry i think i'm hungry i think i'm gonna eat 
Um, and then I'm gonna pop on a uh, movie. You're gonna pop in a movie? Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch that Mortal Kombat movie. Um, it just came out. Apparently, people say it sucked. You know what's funny? We've been mm. talking about technology this whole time, and you just go, I'm going to pop in a movie. <sighs> nice. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even, we said that earlier with something else. Did like, we? Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't realize earlier. that I had said so. Oh, it was the 9-11 thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, yeah. Well, no, this is <laughs> On that note, on that note, let's get out of no, here. different. We're going to go pop in a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. I guess we can't just yet. Oh, Chen, what are we going to talk about next week? Oh, next week we're going to talk about, ooh, we're going to talk about this app called Yik Yak. You might not remember it, but we're going to bring it up and... Yeah. Talk about it and go there. Yeah, yeah. It's a, we'll give you just a, a snippet. It's like a social media. It was like essentially like a social media thing. So we'll leave it at that. See y'all next week. See ya. Zeitgeist is a bi-weekly podcast recorded in the DFW, Austin, and San Antonio areas in the state of Texas. The podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, David Lonnie Waters. My co-host and researcher for the show is Shannon Boffman.